With that choo-choo, you know it is time for Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of Mayhill Baptist, grower of fantastic beards, and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors. And I am Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And together, Matt and I, Matt, I'm going to bump it up to 32 years. Okay, I'm okay, going to say we're going to pass that. So, so we're, we have 32 years combined ministry experience. Um, and, and through that, we've at least learned to count. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is true, but, but you didn't tell everybody that you are a doctor now. I, that's true. I am a doctor. We haven't covered that, have we? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yep, they I got don't, they don't everything, man. Awesome. That's, that's <laughs> not even a real degree. But uh, but we are excited uh, for the sponsorship that we have from a seminary that gives out real degrees. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, the crown jewel of Southern Baptist seminaries. We encourage you to visit swibbits.edu after the show to learn more about a historical seminary standing firmly on the word of God, developing passionate ambassadors of Jesus through the Great Commission, cooperating faithfully with Baptists across the globe, and not letting Kyle non-alcoholic beermen on campus. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Great. Well, well, now that you've insulted my degree, what are we doing today, Matt? Uh, well, I am drinking coffee and uh, watching the... Uh, deer outside in the front, but there's a guy next to you with a much cleaner looking beard. Yes. Uh, and we've got similar glasses, I believe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm not sure who this guy could possibly be that would want to sit next to you. Oh, if, okay. if he does have any part to play in the SBC, it's probably part of the deep state or something uh, <laughs> if he's next to you. But, but who, who is it next to you, Kyle? Yes, well, joining me in the NAB studio, otherwise known as um, my office, is Jeff Palmer, uh, the president and CEO of Baptist Global Response. Um, now, now we're excited to have him on the show today, Jeff. Welcome. Um, now, in, in a, a recent um, hit single that Matt and I released uh, that at least four people have, have seen and, and or downloaded, um, we said that BGR gives hungry people rice, which I feel like is true, but, but I feel like there's probably a little bit more to, to your story than that. So first of all, tell us, tell us who you are. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about your family and then, and then tell us just a bit about, uh, about BGR. All right. So, um, yep. My name is Jeff and, uh, thanks for the introdu uh, introduction, Kyle. And, uh, I work with Baptist Global Response and, uh, uh, just so you would know a little bit about me, for 20 plus years, we were overseas with International Mission Board uh, doing agriculture, community development, disaster response, uh, mainly in uh, the Philippines, but all throughout Southeast Asia and, and South Asia, uh, helping people with things like clean water, uh, better health, uh, food uh, in times of need, whether it be in disaster or chronic needs, and all done in a way to share and to show the love of Christ. Uh, so BGR was uh, formed about uh, 12 years ago, kind of been operational for about 10 years. And Baptist Global Response, think of it as our Southern Baptist uh, International outside of North America, Canada and U.S. territories, international relief 
Disaster Relief and Development Community Development Organization. So when you hear of uh, the tsunamis and the earthquakes and famines, uh, you can be sure that Baptist Global Response and Southern Baptist uh, partnering with the International Mission Board are going to be there responding. Where you hear about famine and hunger and things like human trafficking and uh, 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 dirty water, things like that. You're going to hear about Baptist Global Response and Southern Baptist working together with IMB and our Baptist partners around the world responding to those types of needs. So, yeah, I'm originally from Tennessee area. Um, got a wife, three grown kids, three grandchildren, and uh, uh, again, spent most of our life overseas. Now we're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, where BGR is headquartered, uh, helping uh, connect uh, our churches and folks here in the United States who are passionate about water, health, food, things like that, disaster response uh, with needs around the world. And those needs are determined by our partners, our trusted partners. They could be Baptist conventions. They could be uh, other NGOs, non-government organizations, or our IMB missionaries who said, hey, we need to use clean water to access this people group. They, they need clean water and they need the gospel. And so can, can you help us do that? And so that's what Baptist Global Response does, connecting people in need uh, with people who care. And if I remember right, last night you you were able to visit with the Mountain Valley ba uh, Baptist Association, the few, the proud, uh, the the MVBA Great cherry uh, crew. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, it, it was some phenomenal food. But but one of the things you shared is how uh, most of your time is spent outside of the, the office training up children or not children, uh, chicken. Chickens, how to share the gospel. I completely botched the joke. Uh, so talk to us how, how something as simple as a chicken, a goat, a bottle of water, whatever, uh, can lead into a gospel conversation. Well, we always have a saying, nobody, nobody ever got saved by anybody's goat project or anybody's chicken project. We know that because you know, chickens and goats can't share the gospel. People do. Uh, but those chickens, those goats, uh, those water wells, uh, they help us get into communities all around the world. Some of the darkest communities in the world where you would think that traditional missionaries would not tread, you know, places that we long to go, but because of government restrictions, because of of cultural constrictions, because of of, of religious restrictions, it's hard to get there. Well, water wells, uh, Chickens, goats, uh, healthcare projects—they uh, serve as a as a wonderful window or door opener. Or when disasters happen and the doors are thrown open, allows us to go in with compassion or what we call mercy ministries, helping people where they are, showing them the love of Christ, and in a way that also facilitates a chance for us to be able to share the gospel. Cool. That's great. And, and I asked, um, so I'm, I'm sitting here looking through a, a gift catalog that, that you gave to the, the pastors last night at the MVBA. There's all kinds of projects here. I mean, yeah. you could give a, a cow. My, my favorite is buy the farm. Buy the right? farm. For, yeah. for $588. Yeah. What yeah. an investment, man, to, to get all agricultural and livestock items. For, 
you can't do that in the United States for five hundred eighty-eight dollars. Yeah, you really can't. You could go down to Whole Foods and buy a sack of groceries for five hundred eighty-eight dollars. <laughs> but, but with BTR by by sponsoring that, what that means is you're able to supply like a a a, a pair of breeding goats or or, or maybe some uh, uh, pigs or maybe some chickens or even rabbits uh, to a family in need around the world. And, and the neat thing about this is we're not going out and looking for those families. We already have our IMB partners out there in the field who are working in Asia, Africa, South America. We have our church partners like uh, the Ecuadorian Baptists and like the Ukrainian Baptists and others that are already working with, with folks who are in need. And so they're already requesting these things. So as people go and give things in the gift catalog, all those, all, all of those funds go to, to uh, help undergird an existing strategy. And so it's like those chickens that are going out there. They're not sharing the gospel, but they're allowing our churches and our missionaries to use those as ways to show the compassion of Christ and get access to those communities that need to hear about Jesus. Now, Kyle has had some opportunities to serve with uh, Southern Baptist uh, Disaster Relief. And as you shared early on, in, in a sense, it's the international version thereof. So when the giant earthquake uh, hits or the giant tsunami hits or, or whatever large scale disaster occurs, uh, tell, tell us the, the steps that go from there, how y'all partner uh, with other organizations, what, what kind of y'all part, the part that we play is, is in there and, uh, and then meet the needs that you meet therein. Well, probably a lot of folks don't know it. There's probably an average of about five to 600 large scale disasters globally per year. You only hear about few, the ones that CNN and Fox News want you to hear about. And by the way, don't listen to them too much because they're kind of telling news to get people to listen to their news. But when they happen and they become a large scale, like the cyclone that, that hit uh, Mozambique recently, uh, which was a large event, huge flooding, huge destruction, 150 mile per hour winds coming in, hit Madagascar and came in. Now, as soon as that happens, Baptist Global Response will work with our local partners to do good assessment uh, because uh, the first casualty in any global disaster is good information. Because people just want to rush and do things. You don't want to do that. You want to get good assessment. It's like going to the doctor. You don't want to walk in and him start to do surgery on you without assessing. So same thing with global disasters. So that's what BGR does for Southern Baptist. We work together with state disaster relief coordinators. They're a part of a network through coordination through North American Mission Board. But each of the states or the 46, uh, I believe, conventions have their own state disaster relief person. And we're part of a training and equipping program with them so that when we have that disaster, their own call to help us with that assessment. We'll use IMB field personnel if it's if it's uh, uh, you know available and culturally appropriate at the time and security wise. They'll be on the team. We'll have local partners. We do the good assessment, and then from there we determine what the response should be: level one, level two, level three. Let's say it's a major global one that you just described, Matt. What we would do is then we would mobilize, like in a level uh, uh, three event, we would mobilize the, the, the state disaster relief network through our partnership with North American Mission Board, and they would begin to activate those that we've trained to go overseas. So our first responders, the Marines, would kind of be through the, the, the state disaster, like New Mexico State Disaster Relief Network. Those that are on call, they would be there to help us. 
Then our second wave would be those churches that we've already partnered with and trained with here in the United States, which there are several hundred, if not thousands that we've already worked with. And then the third would be those that just randomly wrote us and say, hey, I'm, I saw this and I want to do something. So there is a there's a great protocol and a system in place starts with good assessment, setting up the structure and immobilize. Now, we respond to disasters differently overseas than we respond to in the United States. We don't set up a lot of feeding kitchens. We don't feed. You know, we don't we don't do a lot of standard things. We don't do chainsaw and mud out crews like you do in the United States. Uh, we base upon what's needed in the area uh, uh, based upon a, a true needs assessment and then come back and design a program. And we partner with United Nations. We partner with other NGOs while we're out there. So there's a coordinated effort. Um, this is probably too much information for the podcast, but Baptist Global Response is one of maybe three or four certified sphere trained organization and training organizations for the world. We're, we're, we're one of two faith based that's in the sphere network <clears throat> and, and sphere is like it's kind of like the FEMA that's in the United States. It's, it's sort of like the global standards for disaster response. So the neat thing about BGRs, we're, we're credentialed, we're respected in the disaster relief world, uh, and we have this great protocol of plugging in and mobilizing Southern Baptist people who care with those people in need. Now, I, I asked the question last night, and I, and I really like the way you responded. You know, so somebody's flipping through the, the catalog that they get, and I mean, we've seen these, you know, come through our, our churches and uh, so if we, if somebody's flipping through and going, man, I wonder, I wonder the best way to, uh, where, where the biggest need is to, to give. If, if, you know, if we have some extra charity money laying around or trying to figure out, you know, which organization to give that to. Um, if somebody came across one of these, where, what's the biggest need that you have at BGR? Well, there's about 20, 25 things that people can give to everything from water to animals and things like that. It, all of those are big needs. All of those uh, I, I shared with you last night that, you know, we never get too much money to fund all the right. projects out there. We've got more projects always than we have money. And that's OK. That's good because we also have other ways to mobilize kingdom resources, Southern Baptist resources to meet those needs as well. Uh, but uh, folks love to give to water. Folks love to give to goats. Uh, in animals, folks, you know, where, where they're passionate, we encourage them, you know, to give. If God's leading you some way and you're passionate about it, give to that. We love to see those who give to what's called the where most needed fund. Uh, that's actually one of those things that helps us more because it's not designated. So when there is a global disaster or there's a a massive refugee problem like we have in Syria, like we have in Venezuela now, and we've got to be creative. And so let's say we had a Let's say we had a million dollars in the rabbit fund. We don't. Uh, but if we did, let's say we did. And and yet we yet we needed food packets. We couldn't we couldn't use those funds for that because they did that. So that where most needed, when people give to that, uh, we we, we want to want them to know that that that's going to still be used strategically, the best way possible, in a way that impacts lives and gets to the gospel. Uh, but it also gives us flexibility to be able to respond to creative needs around the world. And, awesome. and so if you're looking in the gift catalog and in the giving sheet, that's at the very top. Give where most needed. There so we go. There you go. I wonder yeah. why it's at the top. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, we are grateful for our sponsorship by the Christian Standard uh, Bible. Uh, we are the official podcast of the Word of God. We're grateful for that designated <laughs> designation that we made up ourselves. Uh, right. And uh, we love its blend of readability 
in accuracy. And I want to read a verse from the CSB, and then I'm going to put you on the spot. Though I think you're sort of prepared for it uh, since it should be fresh on your mind. Uh, but John 3.16 says, For God loved the world in this way, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now, last night at the MVBA meeting, uh, you gave the shortest sermon by a missionary that I have ever <laughs> heard on that text. And so in, in a few few minutes, uh, share, share with us your heart from, uh, from that passage, from that verse. All right. Well, part of the reason is, Matt, is, I mean, I, I'm an agriculturalist, so, you know, I am a missionary, but I'm also an agriculturalist. So we like to get to the point. So <laughs> but the other side is, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, everybody, you know, you know, that's probably one of the first verses that, that people memorize and you hear it in mission texts all the time. But 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 what I said last night and what I'd like to say about it is that God so loved the world and and, and thinking about the kind of world that he loved, you know, we know it's a it's a it's an amazing world that that he created, but we also know it's a fallen world, and we know that uh, it, it's a world where he he desires that 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 people hear and know him and respond and come under his lordship and and worship him. But we also know it's a world of of lostness, and there are many places in the world uh, that that do not know him or the name of his son, Jesus. Um, but it's a world uh, in that brokenness and fallenness. It, it, it's a world of it, it, there's there's poverty, there's hunger, uh, there's refugees, there's human trafficking. All those things are a part of that brokenness and, 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 it, and it kind of all ties into that lostness. But but the one thing is interesting, you know, as we go about doing healthcare and water and BGR helps Southern Baptists lead out in mercy ministries around the world and empower our IMB folks to do that in these needy areas of the world. We, we know that that water wells don't save people. We know that, uh, you know, goat projects don't save people. We, we uh, even feeding after disasters uh, doesn't bring about salvation because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the message of the cross. But, but we know from that verse that, God so loved the world, what we said last night and, and what I'd like to say over and over, he, did, he didn't send a U.N. delegation to save it or he didn't send a uh, he didn't send the, uh, you know, the state disaster relief group to save it. Uh, he didn't he didn't send uh, economic uh, recovery to save it. The Bible says he loved the world so much to save it. He sent his one and his only son. And, and so what we like to say, what we do as Baptist Global Response, we, yes, we're doing water, we're doing health, but we also understand that the greatest need for a person is not just food, it's not just water, it's not the clothing and housing, it's to have an eternal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And to me, that's what is so neat and sets apart what we do as Southern Baptists. We minister to people in the name of Jesus and we proclaim the name of Jesus. Awesome. I'd almost preach. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's right. yeah. Well, as I said at the beginning, um, a few weeks ago, Matt and I um, recorded um, uh, uh, what we thought was destined to become a hit single. In fact, I, I'm I thought shocked. it was going platinum, man. I thought I, I, it, it had I'm to shocked. be going platinum. I am shocked that it is not, you know, top uh, have, iTunes chart. Have they yet. picked it up in Europe yet? <laughs> I don't know. I, if if yeah, Baby Shark can catch on, I, you think? Why can't to the SBC? Right. So, uh, but we we did. We recorded a, a single. And just kind of called to the SBC um, with with all of my rapping abilities, and uh, the, which covered the none. 
None, none. <laughs> Absolutely none. Covered the wide gamut of the SBC annual meeting experience. And, and then we, we had this idea um, that, hey, you know what? We should turn nonsense into good. So we set an, a rather ambitious goal to, to raise $1,000 in order to build a water well. There you go. Right? Yeah. To provide physical water so that missionaries might be able to provide the living water. Okay. Um, so, well done. Hey, thank you. I'm, I, I have spiritual oh, moments occasionally. Was that a so pun? I, well done. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> now, now that I got my, now that I got my, my demon, I, I have spiritual moments occasionally. So, <laughs> um, so, so Jeff, tell us just a little bit about the process of how that works. So, I mean, it's a thousand dollars for a water well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so last year, Southern Baptist through Baptist Global Response did almost nine hundred water wells around the world. Wow. Yeah. Many different places. I mean, every continent doing doing different water. Well, and community water systems. Sometimes they were wells. Sometimes they were spring development. But in other words, getting communities clean water on the average, every community well would give about 200 to 300 people access to clean drinking water. Uh, so the neat part about it is most of those water wells are going into places in the world that have really big restrictions to gospel yeah. proclamation or to access at least to the gospel. So, so let's say IMB missionary Joe out there is living in an area that is uh, needy in terms of water and say it's an unreached people group. Uh, he can actually request a project. We have a process. We help him think through the strategy. It may not, he may want left-handed water wells and we say right-handed water wells. There are no such things, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what we, we help him think through the strategy because He's an IB missionary trained at maybe Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, but he didn't have a well drilling, you know, course there. Uh, so we help him think through and help him think through the resources. We can find maybe disaster relief folks uh, from New Mexico, Kentucky, Texas that can go over and help him drill those wells. Uh, and then we get the resources to him. And th the idea is that water well will help people, that community, clean drinking water and give him access to get there to the gospel. Now, not every well costs a thousand dollars. That's kind of an average. Uh, we have some wells in the world, parts of the well where the water tables are shallow, a couple of hundred dollars will put a water well in. We have some parts in the well that are uh, world, not the well, the world that are war torn and they're really remote and it may cost $20,000 uh, to put a water well in. So that's kind of an average that we, we challenge folks with. And that's a great number because Sunday school classes can come together, put that together. Families can even do that. And even guys that try to do these international podcasts, they could even do a water well. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I got a real quick question before uh, we, we begin to wrap this up. Kyle, on that brochure, what is the cheapest thing someone can buy? Because that, that, that needs here. to be like our opening goal. Uh, I believe the cheapest is is uh, probably feed a child. Our, yeah, our ten, 10 fish oh, for ten three dollars. Yeah, it could be. There ten you go. Fish for three. Hey, I think we've got enough to, to buy ten fish at the moment. We, there we go. We, or or uh, yeah, you yeah. feed a hungry child for three fifty a week. You can feed a hungry child for three fifty a week, or you can get ten fish. Now, ten fish is think what we call fingerlings. They're they're uh -huh. stocking fish. And usually those are tilapia. Sometimes we have some catfish projects, but it, like a uh, I, a pastor that's in um, um, uh, Guatemala that we work with, he does great community development. 
and he uses fisheries and he uses chickens to help his community that's impoverished. Uh, but the church does this as a project where they help them also start these fish ponds and get them started. So the community actually puts it together. They dig the fish pond, they get the water, and then we do the helping with the stocking through through the local yeah. pastor. So it becomes a ministry of the local church. It also becomes an access to community members who are not believers who see the love of the church and they say, oh, those Baptist Christian people aren't so bad after all. Yeah. Maybe there's something truth about their gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and then on the other end, the, the most expensive item that's on here is a new home. Forget nice. this. Two thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and actually, that's overpriced, by the way. Wow. <laughs> well, let, let me explain. Um, you know, when we have the disasters that hit, we, we don't do new homes everywhere, but we get usually after disasters. And we're very strategic because we can't do everybody's home. But Nepal is a great example. When we had the earthquake a couple of years ago. Um, we wound up early on because it was the start of rainy season when the when the when the earthquakes hit. We did temporary shelters. Uh, they cost just a couple of hundred dollars to set up. They were kind of tin, tin roofing, really simple construction. We did we as Southern Baptists did over ten thousand wow. temporary shelters in about uh, about eight to eleven st uh, strategic communities. Two major areas where the earthquake hit. But we, we stayed there a little bit longer and there was one community that was completely devastated. A hundred percent of the homes were knocked out. It was an area that was uh, we were, had been trying to get into respond uh, to get gospel response. We've been driven out of there about 12 years ago with persecution and the whole community was responding well. It was really hit hard by the earthquake. We went back in, helped with the school, helped with the homes. Uh, we did six right at 600 permanent homes and those homes were about uh, only about like a thousand dollars per home. So it depends upon the area, how much those homes cost, but they're very neat. They're very good. They're, they're great strategies in areas that people have lost everything. Okay. All right. Well, our, our goal is certainly 1000 downloads. I don't even think there's, if, if we get our moms and our entire family to actually <laughs> download our, our deal, we'll, we'll maybe make it. Uh, but uh, we're going to put all of those links in the bottom, including if you don't want to, just ruin your iTunes or, or whatever your music folder is. We'll put a link there for a, a donation uh, that you can make through this. And, and our goal, of course, is to reach the, the well status or maybe even uh, the, the house. But uh, we just look forward to being able to contribute something uh, to this great cause. And Jeff, we're grateful you came on the show with us. But yeah. it is about time for us to wrap this up. Hop off the train until next time. We're grateful that you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. You can also visit us online at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast. We're creative like that. Or on Twitter because it wouldn't fit in the handle NAB underscore podcast. Kyle, send us out. Wait, I'm sorry. Dr. Beerman, send oh, us out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You, so we'll, we'll put links to the show notes to BGR's stuff. Uh, we'll also put links where you can go in and download the single on iTunes for 99 cents. Help us dig a well or build a house. Um, but it is time to hop off. So until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. <laughs>